Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, Dennis, Fabian, you're here with me. Tell, tell everyone where we are. Uh, we are right now here in the middle of the epicenter of the stringing room, basically. Like right behind us, a couple of guys grinding and, and working on rackets. A total of 12 stringers again this year and a hell lot of work for these guys, yeah. At the VMP Paribas Open yes, in Indian correct. Wells, California. Correct. Yes. I don't know, this might be a first, hopefully, maybe, uh, the first podcast recorded in a stringing room. There's probably been others. Maybe, but I don't know, but like, let's, but this will be the let's best. pretend we are the okay. first, first and the best. <laughs> first, like, best, we're making history here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so before we get into like deep, heavy questions, what have you been up to this week? And give us a little bit of an insight on what it's like to be in here. Yeah, so I basically arrived a week ago, like uh, prior to the tournament. Um, the team here usually sets up the string room a couple weeks before everything okay. starts. So then we come here. The team arrives, first rackets come in, so they start here, obviously. We kind of like set the rules uh, within the team, which knots are going to be used, which techniques are, what, what, what do we don't want to see and all this. We got like team leaders with Julian Lee, with, with uh, um, Nick, and like, so we, we got uh, all these, these people here working hard. We pretty much have the same team together okay. uh, this year. Uh, one person from Germany is over. Um, since international travel is luckily possible again. And myself, like, yeah, there's a lot I have to do during these times here. We have meetings, obviously, with your team, <laughs> uh, for example. Um, we do photo shootings with our players. Yep. Um, this time I even needed to hit some balls with a couple of the guys nice. and girls. Well, I don't know how much fun it was for them than it was for me, <laughs> but like, it, it was kind of like, but I realized how old I got. Who would you time. play with? Um, Zina, Berrettini, Zverev, Rublev, Coco. What? Um, who else? And Musetti, actually. Nice. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of fun. And then, yeah, we we got like projects like we do together with you, like the podcast. Tomorrow, the Instagram Live we're gonna do, and yeah, so there's a, That's a lot so going awesome. on. There yeah. is a lot going on, and we're like literally in the stringing room, and like um, Alcaraz and team just walked in. Yeah. Do you get starstruck by anyone, or are you pretty chill? No, I'm personally I'm pretty chill. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I respect what they do on court, and then absolutely like it's it's tremendous. So the, just the names you mentioned, the players that we have on the contract with Novak, with all these. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what they do on a tennis court. Here we try to like treat them as normal people, and I think that's what they also appreciate. Yeah. And for the stringers, for example, there are also rules. Like nobody is asking for an autograph or picture or anything unless we really know the player or like we kind of prepared it up front. But me personally, like, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty chilled about it. Uh, and I think they appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially with the crowds out there, they're constantly getting yelled at. Yes. So it's probably somewhere they can relax yes. and just get their equipment dialed in. Yes. Speaking of dialing in equipment, what kind of trends are you seeing? Anything specifically this week, maybe based on the weather and also overall this year with the players? Have you seen anything new? Yeah, I mean, like overall, it has been pretty cold. I mean, people might have heard about the cold front that was like running through Cali and yeah. uh, Definitely the first couple of days were really cold and mm -hmm. especially once the sun goes down like it 
within like five minutes it gets nearly freezing cold yeah. like and that obviously has a lot of influence on the court on the ball and obviously what the string does or what the racket does yeah so you you saw a little bit ups and downs and tensions and players trying to dial in and all of this the overall trend is that players are dropping off more and more rackets okay. because everyone feels the benefit of playing with freshly strung rackets changing them more often during even practice sessions um, and, and matches, obviously. The overall quality of all stringing services globally, and I think every single brand that is in charge of um, stringing services, is making sure that the quality of the stringers is on the highest possible level. Right. And I think that benefits the entire game of tennis overall and also the players. With courts, I mean, people hear it everywhere and read it everywhere. The courts partly get slower, or if they are just freshly painted, especially on the hard courts, they get a little bit rougher. Yeah. The felt gets like works different than with a rougher surface. So to generate the power or the spin, like it's better to have freshly strong rackets. So, yeah. For sure. And has there been any extreme demands from any players? You don't have to say who, but um, any weird stories? No, I would love to tell some fancy <laughs> stories, but like you, you, you got your your typical guys or, or ladies that are coming in with four rackets and tell you that they are practicing in 30 minutes and if. All the rackets can be ready, and nice. so mm, <laughs> that, that's a stretch to some extent. Um, but no, like in terms of tension, actually, those totally crazy things are not necessarily happening anymore. Pretty middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's all dialed in between 48 and 55 pounds somehow, <laughs> like nearly. 85, 90% are up there. Yeah, and what much. about hybrids? I know we, I'm trying to make the poly-poly hybrid thing happen, but what about like a multi and a natural gut hybrid? Yeah. It seems like that seems to continue to trend yes. up. I don't know if it's trending up, but like it's definitely existing and yeah. a lot of players are using it. Okay. Um, I mean, with the natural gut, either in the mains or cross, you, you get that extra feel, you, you get that little bit of extra pop that some players really want. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's there and it will continue to be there. Yeah. Um, again, for regular, let's say, club level players, if they are not constantly restringing, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of giving this out because of the deformation of the racket and right. stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit more specifically about head strings. Yeah. Which pros right now are using head strings? specifically that you off the top of your head yeah. can think of. <laughs> we, we, we obviously have Zasha Swerif using yes. you hawk touch with natural gut. He is one of those hybrid guys. We have Taylor Fritz using hawk also with natural gut, uh, uh, one of those high, hybrid guys. Uh, we got Emil Rusawari who's using our new hawk power string. Uh, we got Joffre Bancano who's using the hawk power string. Uh, we got a lot of players, and I guess we're going to talk about this a little bit later, um, testing Hawk Power right now because we finally have like uh, the product fully available after our seating at the US Open to a lot of players. Um, Lynx Tour, Hawk Touch are kind of the most popular ones right okay. now amongst the, the head players. Mm -hmm. So I could keep going with the list, but I think that's kind of boring. We'll be bored. Okay. Well, let's talk about Hawk Power then. Yes. Um, Chris and I got to test it extensively. I remember at one point, I think every racket in my bag had Hawk Power in it, which like meant it was strong in like many different rackets, from head rackets to my personal rackets to other rackets I was testing. So it was really cool to hit it in everything. And I really enjoyed it. So maybe yes. you can just start start us off with what was the need to add this Hawk Power into the lineup and how did it all come about? 
Okay, so <laughs> how, how far should I go, go back? back. Go back. Like, okay. yeah, well, how much time did we have? <laughs> right? like, That's the other thing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing. Um, we don't see strings turn over the way we see rackets and shoes turn over. You know, like strings don't get updated every two to three years. So it's not as often that we see new strings into the lineup, but we've seen some really fun strings come out of heads lineup in the last couple of years. And you guys keep giving us these awesome things. So. Yeah, go, I mean, go back and start us from I the mean, beginning. I mean, overall, you, we always have the approach, the same as our athletes. Like, we always want to become better, and we challenge ourselves to to become better, to yeah. like come to the next level, to adopt to the the game style that is happening, to the circumstances, the the, the rackets, the string patterns that partly change, and and all of this. Yeah. Um, but. But every single string should make sense to some extent. And I know you probably will now get a list of comments why certain strings don't make sense. <laughs> and it's, it's and a lot of... why you discontinue this Correct, one? correct, correct. Yeah. And obviously there are sometimes business decisions. There are sometimes even raw material decisions. Yeah. So some decisions are tougher than others to, to make it work. So within the Hawk lineup, which is our premium, like, um, premium price point and also like our premium kind of string where a lot goes into, um, we thought that we are missing something. There is something lacking in, in the portfolio. I think we we cover um, the control part with Hawk very, very well. It's it's a string that's more on the stiffer side. With Hawk Touch, we have a, a nice alternative for people who don't like that, like kind of too stiff of a string, still mm -hmm. want a lot of control, but a good feel out of a, a monofilament. So. Um, Hawk touches up there, but we didn't have something that we believed at least delivers that perceived power feel that mm -hmm. like the, the mm -hmm. pocketing and that the ball goes out of the string bed and you get the sense or the sensation that you generate extra power with that string without losing that control. That, that always sounds like a miracle, Yeah. <laughs> but you obviously also have that like how the ball is curved, like the trajectory of the ball. And so what I was looking into with the team um, how to make this work, whether we use our existing factories that we are working with mm -hmm. around the world or if we are looking into something completely new. Okay. And I always like the idea to like produce a monofilament string in the biggest tennis market in the world. So we were out there looking for partners and stuff and that's how we got to know this team close to Nashville mm -hmm. um, in, in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Um, and, and we met and we caught up, uh, we explained what we wanted to do and I said, like, yep, we are able to do this. We are able, we are confident that we can deliver this. So that was in 2019 wow. when we started this. <laughs> so that's where Hawk, Hawk Power kicked off. So as you can imagine, the engineers get their heads together um, and that's where I come into play, I need to connect the, uh, the, the engineers in the, in the factory facilities and, and our engineers. And my job is to try to explain and describe what I want from a playability standpoint. Right. And, and this is not coming from me, but like with a lot of feedback, right. listening to players, watching tennis, yeah. being in stringing rooms, talking to the stringers and, and seeing also what the competition is doing. So that's what I tried. And where I put a lot of emphasis on is, when I say I, I it's always the team kind of, it's, it sounds weird and I feel bad to say that. <laughs> but it's, um, sound to me plays a tremendous role playing tennis. And, and the contact point between the ball and, and the, the racket is the string. 
So obviously it has a lot of influence, how you even perceive how you hit the ball. Mm -hmm. So whether you got this super pingy or like a dial down or a damped sound. So that was crucial to me that this string would deliver to the players who don't like to play with dampeners, mm -hmm. but at the same time also to the players that like to play with dampeners so they can make their own choice and are not forced to do either or. So there went a lot of engineering into this part. So we got this dialed in and obviously different rackets, different string patterns. We tested yeah. all of this. And yeah, that, that's how Hawk Power came to fruition. And after, I don't know, probably 35 different kind of prototypes, wow. QC testing, string testing, and we hope we, we made it. And like the feedback we are getting is really really good on the string um it's hitting the market now i think you guys have it available on your website finally finally i know yeah. <laughs> unfortunately some insights here for for uh, our listeners is um the uh, hurricane in florida end of last year hit the facility that does all the coiling and packaging so we lost more than twenty thousand sets during that oh hurricane my and Gosh. that is the issue why like a lot of people are texting me as well like Dennis why is there like issues and this is bad and uh, it was a force of nature so that's and, crazy yeah, yeah so I know. everything needs to be reproduced like you can imagine it takes time so well, we are over that hump now um, the string will be available is available in the US now will be available. Av available in Europe uh, pretty shortly and then yeah we are off to the races and hopefully hit a home run here yes well, please. <laughs> please, please love it. Um, you hit on a word that I kept using throughout the play test, which was pocketing. For me, we kind of were talking about this off camera that I like things that feel like a board, but the I like the feel of a pocketing string without it being launchy, which is there's a fine line. And Hawk Power actually like pockets the ball and I still feel like I know where the ball's going off the string bed instead where some strings get very like, they pocket in and then they just launch out and you just feel like it's, I keep, I call it mushy sometimes. Um, so you definitely, in my opinion, hit on that. And even like Chris is playing with it in an 18 by 20 and I'm playing it 16 by 19. We both had a very similar experience. He's stringing down low, I'm stringing up high. So tell me what kind of player this is good, well suited for. Like who should be trying out Hawk Power? Everyone should be trying out Hawk so, Power, so, but who? So with, with <laughs> the description you just put out is like, it's obviously for a variety of players, yes, right? So yes. it's not really like a niche string, which, which sometimes happens if mm -hmm. you go too stiff or too soft right. with strings that it's very niche and very specific. So with that string, we wanted something in the Hawk lineup that talks to a broad audience. But at the same time, we need to be honest to ourselves, it is targeted and tailored more towards the ambitious, like performance, high performing player with mm -hmm. a good technique. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean that other players are, are not allowed to try or test it right. or that it would cause injuries. But the person or the players we targeted to are players like you, like Chris, or like tour level players, mm -hmm. ITF juniors, like the better better performing players with, with good educated techniques. Nice. But what you mentioned is like something that was definitely a goal in the development is that what you absolutely described, Corey, was a pocketing without the string, like you, you sometimes have strings, you hit the ball and it goes right or left, or yeah. you don't know like what, what's happening and all this. And uh, definitely Hawk Power delivers that 
Yeah. You, you know where it's going. Yeah, you're, you feel connected to the ball. And um, did you have any pros test it or help you out with feedback along the way? Yes, absolutely. That's <laughs> what we always try to make sure, like as best as we can, because it's sometimes difficult. These guys and, and, and girls, they have such a tight schedule. And, and the racket and the string setup is basically what they like make their money with at mm -hmm. the end. It's their tool to, to do a good job. So there's sometimes there are there are players that are more open to to help out. There are some less, but yes, we had like a, a bunch of players um, that that actually helped, tested it, played it, uh, mainly also because of durability, mm -hmm. um, because they generate the head speed of the racket that let's say somebody. Yeah, I'm not like, a string breaker. <laughs> yeah, we we have a couple of people that were former pro players in our office in in Austria and uh, they are still young <laughs> so they are able to generate this head speed as yeah. well but you still want to get like people in florida or in california right. or in japan to test it different circumstances courts yeah uh, everything so nice um and i love the color i think it's super unique how did the color come about yeah it was an accident <laughs> <laughs> it happened by accident so it's nice. actually a pretty funny story so like as i said 2019 it was actually happening during um during the indian wells tournament um, we arranged that I'm going to meet the team in Nashville at the factory. They showed me the production line, everything. And I walked through the, the, the halls and everything and, and there were spools of strings. And they were like, yeah, don't look at this. We're going to throw this away. There's like something happened and it doesn't work. I'm like, but the color, I love the color. And they were like, oh, no, please don't. don't. Look at this. Please don't. I said like, why? What's the issue? Because like, if we do a string together, like this should be the color because that's different. That's exactly what I'm looking yeah. for. So they said like, yeah, but we just told you it's an accident. So like, they didn't know how to duplicate the color again. So that took a couple months. Uh, we figured it out uh, with some, with designers even being involved, looking at Pantone codes wow. and like doing <laughs> extrusions that we got close to this accidental color. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super happy with how it turned out. Like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh, full color. Uh, in the tent here, we had a couple sets. Uh, we were stringing the new gravity racket uh, on the machine in your tent. And people stopped and they actually just bought the string because of the color, really? which hasn't happened that often with, with us at this point, yeah. but uh, yeah, people That's love it. That's awesome. And tell me about the uniqueness about having it made in the US. I. I don't know if our listeners realize that there's not a whole lot of strings being made in the United States. No, there aren't. And I think for me it was with everyone is talking about environmental friendly parts and like there is packaging, there is um, the production. And obviously the U.S. is the biggest tennis market and it's a huge string market. It's the most tennis players in the world playing here tennis in this market. And we wanted to shorten like delivery times to our warehouse, which also at, at the same time, and I'm not the super expert and I don't want to make like a huge marketing story out of it, but like it probably helps to reduce the, the carbon footprint somehow because there are no planes involved with this uh, string. There are no vessels involved that are driving around, at least for the US market where we sell most of our strings. Um, so that that definitely was kind of an idea behind it as well, and then I want like we wanted something where um, factories might have access to or they have access to different material compositions, different uh, impact modifiers, chemicals stuff. So we 
wanted to open our horizon of what's out there what mm -hmm. can we do like maybe it works maybe it doesn't work but like if you don't challenge it you will never find out yeah so um that's why like that's why we were looking into a facility here and a partner here yeah. and again I'm, I'm pretty happy with the outcome that's pretty yeah i think it's cool and unique and there's a lot of people looking for made in us and you yeah. now have that um if you feel comfortable what strings would you put it up against in the market that's the most loved question and the most hated question at I the know, same time. Yeah. You don't have to answer. It's no, no, okay. no, it's, it's fine. But like, it's, it's always, you know, like I'm, I'm just already thinking about the comments that might be coming. Like, how can you compare this string to this one? That's I mean, not you true. If you do this, this, this. It doesn't even compare. It's unique in its own way. I mean, on this premium level, there are only a few strings out there that are like big in the game, right? Let's be honest. So yes. we are talking about an Alu Power. We are talking yes. about 4G. Maybe we, we can mention RPM, but it's it's different to yeah. 4G and Alu Power. So obviously, we want to have a string that is in that spot, but it has its own identity. So that string wasn't necessarily tailored to like go for one specific competitor. We, we wanted something that has something unique, something that HAT stands for, that what we care about. And again, I think we, we did well. Um, we're already thinking about the next one and you know that, that's how it goes, that's how we work, that's how we roll, so. Awesome. So if a consumer is stuck between something like Hawk Power and Lynx Touch, can you explain the differences and what they might be sure, looking for sure. in each one? First of all, like Lynx Touch is a different construction. It's basically two monofilaments in one, right? Like so, you have a softer, softer core and a, a stiffer outer. So it's kind of a hybrid in itself. Mm -hmm. uh, Lynx Touch was the idea behind that string is there are players out there. They should be playing multifilament from like arm friendliness, comfort level, and everything. But if they play those multifilaments, they like lack spin potential and they they lack a certain feel that monofilaments deliver against the multifilament that players might prefer so we thought okay we like can can we create a string that delivers on that premise mm -hmm. um, more again multifilament player moving into monofilament to get a little bit additional snapback potential and stuff so that's more the the um the Lynx Touch consumer, okay. also like juniors, yes. like need a little bit extra control that they start losing with like the multifilament, but also they need some more durability yeah. because they can't afford to restring that often. That that's where Lynx Touch comes really into play. Okay. While Hawk Power, like the pocketing might be similar mm -hmm. to some extent, um, but it delivers really for that faster head speed okay. um, player, the control, the, yes, yes, more advanced. Awesome. So I hope that, that yeah. gives a good No, that's great. Good that makes a ton of sense. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we don't like we don't see strings getting updated. So it's really interesting to see new strings come into the market so consistently with you guys. What is on the horizon? Can you share anything? That yeah, I think, I think consumers have realized that we have updated our monofilament portfolio consistently over the past three, four years. Mm -hmm. And I think we are on a really, really good level. I think if somebody can't find a string in the head portfolio on the monofilament side, I'm, Mm -hmm. It's it's tough. Like it might be then really that very specific or a specific color. I would understand. However, but like everyone should find themselves in a 
But we have a very successful multi-filament string, obviously with velocity, picking up specifically also in the US. Right. Um, and Reflex has not done as well as we thought it would do okay. um, for us. Um, straight up honest here. Um, so we are looking into new multi-filament developments over the course of the next two to three years. Okay. So there is nothing right now coming out. There will be something maybe okay. next year. Um, <laughs> And it just takes a little bit longer. It's it's a little bit it's it's a different process on developing it. You have like the filaments. You need to decide what construction you want to go for, which resin system compounds you're going to use, which consumer you are targeting. Those consumers are different uh, in a sense from monofilament. So you need to really know what you're doing. So um, it's it's there is there is quite a bit in the pipeline and some unique projects too. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I have to ask you, you said you were out hitting. What's your current setup? What racket are you um, using and strings? I was actually um, using and uh, because, as you know, like I'm also working on the racket side. Mm -hmm. So Gravity Tour right now, the okay. new one is my, my uh, go-to frame. Uh, like the 1820 string pattern, like how like the impact feel got the control. And obviously not only because of the look, but also of the playability, it's hawk power in there. Oh, of course, <laughs> obviously. And I should ask you, like, what's the magic sauce in Oxetic? Because it literally has made every head racket feel like more solid and even more better. Yeah. More better. That's good I think, grammar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I think it, a major priority in the racket development for us was to increase the the feel, the feedback of the frame, and and uh, also the the perceived stability of the frame. And I think that's where uh, Oxetic 100% delivered on. And uh, the way that material, the, this, this type of construction works, this type of construction works, is, is exactly delivering on that premise. So it, it, it was a, or is a home run for us. And yeah, we are working on the second generation, basically. Let's talk a little bit. We did talk about the testing process, but even talk about the testing process. Um, you send us prototype strings all the time. Did we test this before it was that petrol color? And did any of our feedback help with the hot color? Yes, okay. you, you tested it. I think we did a visit uh, with our development team, I think even end of 2019. Yeah. Uh, that's why you guys tested was it, it but, you did, but you didn't know that you were testing yeah. it. What no, it was, was it? the petrol oh, color, but it was a, oh, it a much lighter petrol was it, color. Yeah, like a clearish. Nah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't but you either. tested it, but I didn't tell you that you actually tested it. So. Okay. Because, uh, as as you know, like sometimes when you talk too much about it, what to be expected, you you set a mindset. You know what ex, you put up expectations. One hundred percent. And that's what you don't want. It's easier with rackets because you can black them out. But with string, yeah. there's already a perceived. Exactly. Exactly. We we got another player here next to us who is actually dropping off his head oh. racket with some head strings like that uh, was good timing. Yeah, some Lynx Tour and and Hawk as a hybrid here uh, with uh, Lorenzo Musetti. So pretty cool as well. I good swear timing. That, perfect. That wasn't, that wasn't on it purpose. wasn't staged. Yeah, we didn't uh, stage stage. that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So, Watch Taylor so, so the next. <laughs> yeah, we are back to testing and, yes. and which. How did the testing and how does it's obviously we have like a um, a testing manager like he sets up specific kind of um, questionnaires where we ask for like rate the power to your current setup and all this how does the string behave when you string it out like all those questions that's the testing and that's the data basically but 
um, and that we collect and we have to collect um, because it will tell you some sort of the truth. Nevertheless, like your gut feeling drives you as well. And if you, I mean, I'm, I'm in tennis, oh my God, since 30 something years or so when We're I started <laughs> and in the industry like nearly 20 now. And you watch somebody play, you try to listen to the sound of, of the racket or of, of him or her hitting the ball. You try to look how the ball curves. You, you try to look how the opponent reacts to the ball that's coming. And then you start asking questions also like to opponents who are hitting against somebody who's testing a string. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel that the ball that is coming feels different than before? Which sometimes they get confused because they are like, this person is testing the string, right? Yeah, I said like, but I want your feedback. Mm -hmm. So how do, do you feel something? And then you get some interesting comments and questions, or like partly even questions, comments, and like input. So it's interesting. It's always fun. I'm just going to go off of that and just go rogue for a second. But, and this is an interesting question. <laughs> Do you think that there are pro players that are pretty like, in dialed in with what they like but would do better if they changed their string setup yes okay me i 100 <laughs> think so yes um i was joking with chris yesterday that he should set up a shop like literally right outside the practice courts and then the players can come consult and talk about like what they actually want to get out of their equipment because i think a lot of players and this is true don't specifically know what their racket's doing for them, don't specifically know what their strings are doing for them, and they're using it because they've always used it or they're using it because a coach told them to use it. But it's cool to hear feedback from players saying, hey, I switched to this racket or I switched to these strings or I switched to this hybrid because I was missing this or I wanted this. But there seems to be a, like that. Yeah, that's what you that. <laughs> typically try to ask players, like, do you, what, what are you missing? What are you expecting? What do you want? Obviously, there are two sides of the story. There's this very technical part mm -hmm. where you can come with data. Like mm -hmm. you, 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 you have a player testing or hitting a racket with a string and the data will tell it's faster or it's more spin. Yeah. But there is the other side, the perception of any player. And there is no wrong or right of perception because I can't tell you what you feel when you right? hit a tennis ball. You will know. Yeah. And again, like for example, sound plays a big role. Like sometimes a certain level of sound, somebody perceived, believes that he just launched or she just launched a rocket. And it's just great hitting. And so it, it's very tough to debate because there are also different beliefs how to approach this. And some coaches have that belief, the others these. What I'm partly missing sometimes is um, the that, that a lot of things get mixed up and they don't... There are people out there that are like relying on our expertise and some they don't even listen. And yeah. Sometimes yeah, you, you need to stop to either try to convince certain people from certain things and just let them do their thing, you know. I talked to a former player today who's coaching and uh, they will not switch rackets or strings. <laughs> and it's just an interest. It's very like common with yeah. many players yeah. and it's. Yeah. And, but what's interesting that the younger players then they, they that who say this they don't listen to that say the retired players and I still have in mind when Pete Sampras was giving an interview it's like oh if I would have switched rackets maybe I would have played longer or if I would have won more matches I mean it's easy to say afterwards obviously right. but 
still there is yeah. like if you talk to a lot of players after their career they probably challenge themselves to like yeah maybe i should have well, I think it's tough because the off season's so short and they all try to do it then. And then it's like, depending on how your strategy is, some try to change too many things, yeah. some won't even try. And so it's such an, I love debating yeah, this. Like, if, you, if you look, like sometimes we try to, or we compare, or the comparison is made between Formula One drivers. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, they really know pretty much anything about their car. They work right. with the, the, the engineers and stuff. And there are some of those tennis players out there, but they are pretty rare. Yeah. Like, who really know about swing weight or balance and like, oh no, my coach did it for me yeah. or like I let it do. Oh, it, it it just felt nice, so I stick with it and stuff like that. Yes, you know? um, it's very interesting. Uh, what else? Do we have anything else that we need to cover? Any more fun stories from the week? Oh, from the week, yeah. Or, or anything, <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> I mean, what, what I would love to emphasize again is um, we are, as you say, in the stringing room. And yes. It's like kids in the candy shop for all of us like that love tennis. Um, and what I really want to emphasize is how good of a job these people are doing. Not only here at the head stringing service, but overall those stringers. I mean, if, you, if anyone watches tennis right now on TV, these rackets have been gone through some stringers' hands, you know? Mm -hmm. And they made it work. They make the players play the game and they are the unsung heroes or how how would you say properly in english like not enough people are talking about what they do and you just that, talked about formula one it's the pit crew yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, at least they get some visibility on, on TV yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Wait, um, should we bring the Netflix yeah. crew into the... <laughs> yes, we should. We should. They should show these guys a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. So, um, so that, that's really something. And they are grinding here for like 12 to 16 hours every day for straight up two at Grand Slam three weeks, which is... You need to love what you do. You need to love to service tennis players. And yeah. Well, and like, let's kind of paint the picture a little bit. It's not super glamorous in here. Like, you're not in. Are you saying that oh, the head training service is not looking great? <laughs> no, it looks amazing. <laughs> but it's not like you're in the players' lounge. We, oh, well, we probably are the only training service that has a couch in the welcome area. I know so you, like, you do have some AC. <laughs> it is quite nice. And they got like music, TV. Yes. However, yeah, no. it's, um, you're not like, yeah. It's yeah, not like you've got like the champagne no, coming. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so it's a grind. And what about, what's like the average time these guys are turning a racket around in? So we usually calculate like 30 minutes for okay. like the racket being dropped off, mm -hmm. strings get cut out, the racket gets cleaned, uh, gets distributed to the stringers or assigned to the stringer. The stringer is doing his job, then he drops it off in the center of the room where, where the logoing uh, is, is uh, happening. So yeah, so nice. like we calculate like 30 minutes. You guys are literally like the, the behind the scenes like of like a big rock band like setting up but yes. like you're yeah the sound the all the things yep, yeah definitely <laughs> like sorry i was just looking so many people coming in right now it's hard like, to focus get, dis get, get distracted part of our social <laughs> team like, just oh, came well. in from here oh nice oh see <laughs> so, the cameras yeah, did come yes. <laughs> so we, we everything it. not staged nothing is planned <laughs> But it's happening. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. The timing's meant to be. Um, anything else to mention before we wrap this one up? No, I think we pretty covered a lot. Our yearly podcast. We have to every year yes, at this time. Like, <laughs> it's becoming like a routine. Oh, for right? sure. Right? Like here in Indian Wells. Maybe, so yeah. like you're always invited. Your team is always invited yes. to come in here. 
I think we have planned something for tomorrow yes. where people will be like hopefully curious to see what's coming out there. I think so. so. That's, that's going to be fun. It should be fun for yeah, sure. Definitely. And we always love connecting with you guys. The and journey of a tennis racket. It's, it is quite the journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for yeah. us. Thank you. Uh, thanks, thank Michelle. You, thanks. And thank thanks you. everyone for watching and listening. Let's make this like the top five podcast of 2023. Yes, that's please. the goal, that would right? Be cool. Yes. Buy Hawk Power, try it out. Lots of pocketing. Yeah. Beautiful color. Yeah. And then top five podcasts. But if all this happens, <laughs> I might be able to retire too early, right? Like so. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Right. Well, Thanks, happy everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting.